Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kia ora and a very good morning, everyone. Welcome in to Trot's Talk. Yes, brought to you by HRNZ. Go to hrnz.co.nz for all your news, previews, reviews, videos, everything you need to know about the wonderful sport of harness racing. Greg O'Connor with you for the next hour. Michael Guerin still away on leave. Of course, he was over at the Royal Ascot Carnival and he'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll actually have Jeremy, uh, sorry, Jeremy Markham, Matt Markham, Jeremy's brother, uh, will be on the show next week taking you through because I will be in Brisbane where things are starting to hot up in terms of the Constellation Carnival. Bit of a wrap on what's happened to the Kiwis over the weekend. Hot to trot who goes to the Great Square, a new race. Uh, trotting race for three and four year olds on the same sort of lines as the Rising Sun was a winner at Albion Park on Friday night. We'll speak to Mark Jones later in the show about Hot to Trot and also a horse that's returning to the racetrack for the first time in about three years in Willison. Uh, last night, Manhattan was again parked out and finished third, so she's now been placed in both of her runs, but she's had to sit parked in both of them. She was third behind Fairy Tinkerbell, beaten about a neck last night. She was very brave, so a great run from her. Uh, the Grey Flash, unfortunately, uh, galloped again last night, so not ideal for Craig Ferguson and uh, in the for Smoke and Bandar in the Daryl Alexander. So he'll be looking for the mobile trots that uh, are coming up later on in the carnival, but he certainly won't be in the final. Those heats won by Elderbear and Misty, who's won two heats now, and the ex-Peter Davis and Margot Nine runner in Zealous Spur, uh, who's out of Zealous Lady, who, of course, uh, uh, was uh, the mother of Overzealous, who won about nine races. Just think about Zealous Spur. Did it start with... Darren Simpson. Anyway, doesn't matter. It's in the final of the Daryl Alexander uh, next week. So that's a bit of an update in the feature pace there last night out of uh, Albion Park. Was won by Blacks a Dance, beating the former Auckland Cup winner in Turn It Up. So that's the latest uh, in New Spirit of St. Louis, who's still part owned here in New Zealand, was a winner of the first race at Menangle last night and will be making his way to the carnival where of course he finished second behind Majestic Cruiser in the Blacks are Fake last year. Sire Stakes payments, uh, they actually closed on Saturday but because it's a Saturday, Martin Pearson and the team have decided to extend that to Monday. Uh, that is foal nominations, yearling sales, sustaining payments, uh, next year's three-year-old series, the Neverly R series and the Caduceus Club fillies. Uh, go to uh, the Sire Stakes board. You can either call Martin or email him martin at sirestakes.co.nz. Significant milestone was achieved on Thursday night at Alexandra Park. And uh, let's go back and have a listen to this before catching up with a man, along with his wife, who've owned over a thousand winners now. Lincoln River goes for home now from Private Eye. Gandalf comes out of his stalking position and they're followed then by Nelson's boy Red Quest Road down the outside homeward bound Lincoln River Gandalf down the outside Nelson's boy and they're followed Red Quest Road the leader Gandalf now goes to Lincoln River and they're followed by Nelson's boy closing in strongly Gandalf Lincoln River Nelson's boy lunging on the outside they hit it 
Boy, this has been a very tough win by Lincoln River. Great effort to help hold off both Gandalf, who had his back. Yeah, he'd been very consistent him. recently, and he had to be oh so tough. And whilst the horse wouldn't know the significance of the milestone, it racked up a 1,000 wins for John and Lynn Street. John has joined us uh, on the line. Morning to you, John, and congratulations on Thursday night on picking that was some sort of thrill. Yeah, thanks, Greg. It was a great thrill, and um, we thought he got headed. And, uh, Zach Butcher on the other horse got headed us for a minute, but uh, second. But anyway, we got back, and he's a tough little fella, and he's, he's not that big, but he's got a big heart, and uh, gave a lot of us a great thrill. We had a lot of people there in the in the room at the time, and uh, uh, quite a few friends, and that. So it was a great thrill for everybody. It, was, it, was, it couldn't have been better night. John, it uh, probably would have happened a little bit earlier. You speak about Zach Butcher. He's nutted you in a few of them, and when Gandalf went past, you probably thought, oh, no, he's done it again. Yeah, we thought of, really thought when he went past, I, um, and I said to Zach at lunch um, the day before, I said, don't you go and beat us again, Zach. And anyway, I was talking to him yesterday afternoon before he flew to Christchurch, and uh, I said to Zach, does that horse have anything left? And he said, John, I was flat out. He said, I didn't pull anything up. He said, I just kept going. And he said, unfortunately, the horse, once he got to the front, um, just decided that it was all over. So it was a bit lucky for us with Lincoln River, but Lincoln River came back real hard here. Yeah, it was good. Oh, Andre drove no, no, a good race. Andre yeah, a good race. He said, he said the horse relaxed beautifully in the, in the uh, death, and uh, it just shows he's, he's a tough little fellow and looks like he'll go on for a few. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Uh, you say it's luck, but when you've been investing as long as you have, and, and I know your first winner was back in 87, Agent Orange uh, for the Purdens back there, Roy and Barry Purden, I think it was. Um, you've been in it a long time. Where, where did it all start? Because your dad had an involvement, didn't he? Yeah, Dad used to look after the sulkies for <clears throat> um, Peter Wolfen and, and uh, Johnny Butcher. He used to weld them up. Dad was an engineer, and he used to help them out a bit. In those days of George Stubbs and George had a big, quite a big property at Waikawai there and Dad was pretty close to him and uh, anyway he started taking me to the races when I was about five years old so um, and Dad loved his trots. We never had a lot of money but he loved having a bet here and there and um, was a great enthusiast and uh, you know those were the days of Cardigan Bay and Macklin and all those horses when there was a grass track at, at Auckland but then it came, they changed and when... Um, Cardigan Bay won the Auckland Cup off 78. There was about 20,000 people here that night. It was just huge. Was that what really got you started, John, that sort of occasion? Yeah, those are the thrills. And uh, <clears throat> it wasn't until um, a guy introduced me to Len Bayer at Pukekohe and um, a rep used to come into the supermarket and uh, he was, had a few horses and he said, oh, do you want to get involved, John? You know? So old Len Bayer had our first horse called a trotter called Craftsman and I think it ran a few places, but uh, never won a race. But Agent Orange won at Alexander Park, I think, and I think it was Tony Hurley who drove him. Yeah. yeah, that was July of uh, of 87. Looking at the totals that Barry Lichter's uh, put out on your Lincoln Farm site, so 573 trotting winners and 427 in the gallops, and we'll talk a little bit about the thoroughbreds uh, in a moment. Um, you've had some big <coughs> thrills, you and uh, Lynn, but none probably more so than the Auckland Cup, and, and that must have been uh, an enormous thrill by the appropriately named uh, Sir Lincoln. Yes, uh, we bred Sir Lincoln, and... Um so that was a great thrill for us, and um, he had some good horses on his back that night, but couldn't get past him. And uh, 
he Sir Lincoln unfortunately had a bad uh, fetlock problem and uh, he would have gone on to probably would have been a million dollar winner but unfortunately his, uh, we had to cut his uh, racing short and then he became a stallion and he's now in uh, Tasmania and on a lovely farm there and serving about 40 mares a year. John, uh, another big thrill with that same horse was his size stakes win at Addington on Cup Day. It doesn't get any bigger in New Zealand harness racing than outside of winning a New Zealand Cup, which I know you'd love to do. Uh, and I suppose, in a way, you, you quasi have with your trainer Ray Green winning the last couple with copy that. But Sir Lincoln's win from the outside of the second row in the size stakes is, is another one that, that springs to mind for me. Yeah, Ray said he had him absolutely at his peak that day and drew 14 and... Uh, he had to come round them, and he sat in the death. And uh, the Mark Purden's horse was in front, who was a red hot favourite. And uh, and Morris McHenry said, going down the back, he said, I was bolting. He said, I said, I knew I was going to win it going down the back. He said, uh, and of course he cleared out and won by about three or four lengths in front of about twenty thousand people. So Graham Blackburn was alive in those days, and uh, it was a great thrill for both of us. Yep, well, he ended up winning 21 races. You're right, he would have been a million-dollar earner, I'm sure, of that, and over $660,000. Some of the others, um, a horse that probably doesn't get the recognition that he that he deserves was uh, the multiple derby winner, Badlands Butte. Yeah, he was a lovely horse, and uh, we bought him at the sales for about 30000 and uh, um, I just saw him walking around the ring, and um, I said to him, well, I think it was Ray Green at the time, I said, Ray, what do you think? And he said, oh, he's a lovely horse, John, there's nothing wrong with him. And we knew Danny Boyle had bred him at that time. And anyway, Graham went in and we bought him for 30 grand. Anyway, he'd won all those derbies. He was a lovely horse. And um, we sent him to the States. And um, he got to, oh, he was in New York. And he was going to race the next day. And a guy rang me in the morning, a trainer, and said, John, I'm sorry, I lost your horse last night. He died of colic. So that was very sad. Yeah, the highs and lows of racing. You've had uh, you've had plenty of those. How does that all work? You, you're a, you're a regular at the yearling sales. Um, you know, you go along there with Ray, and you and you, you don't like to lose. I know that for sure. So, how does it work? Who picks them out, and who make who has the final say? Well, Ray Green does, and his wife Debbie. Um, she picked out copy that and paid seven thousand for him as a weanling. So, what I mean is that's a real success story. That's ended there. up okay, and, uh, John. And absolutely, unfortunately, I offered them twenty thousand for the horse when they wouldn't take it. So Butterworth <laughs> came along and offered them a hundred thousand. So the horse was sold. But that was one that went slipped through my fingers, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that happens at, at, at times. But um, let's just touch on your on your thoroughbreds and. Um some of the success you've had there because uh, you've won a Karaka Million uh, with Fort Lincoln, Platinum Witness has won a thousand guineas, uh, Mickey Street, I think it was a Zabiel Classic, was it not? Zabiel Classic, yep. Yep, and he, Platinum Invader. Next, yeah, Platinum Invader, he's, well he's won just about 800,000 now. So. Yep. Yeah. No, it's been a good uh, run had, with, uh, with the a... Lisa Ladder team, wasn't it? Yeah, we had Lincoln King. He ran at Trent, uh, at sorry Flemington yesterday and finished fourth. So he's on his way up again. So um, you know he he could be a, a nice horse over there, over three thousand metres. So he's eight now, but he's probably in his last season. But he's won, you know, about I think he tripped over four hundred thousand yesterday. John. 
Winning races is great. Winning big races is something we all aspire to do. But you and Lynn and the team at Lincoln Farms get as much thrill out of winning a maiden for a group of owners. And let's talk about how you go about that. Your partnership scheme that you and your right-hand man, Ian Middleton, operate. Just tell me a little bit about that and why you do it. Why do you want people to get involved in the sport? Well, it's not all about money at the end of the day, and um, we we buy these horses at the yearly sales and bring them back, uh, bring them in, and then um, we put them on the market, and uh, we take a margin, and then uh, at the end of the day, if the horse um, doesn't win a race, we say to the people, you can have your money back, or you can go into another horse. Now that's happened four or five times probably over the period we've been partnering, and. Um, I don't think any of them have lost money on our horses. They've either made money or broken even. So, um, And they get a lot of fun. We've had people at Alexander Park on Friday night, there on Thursday night, and you know um, they've been in our horses for five or six years now, and they're still just reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. And, and you know, they get paid out straight away as soon as the, the prize money comes in. And we've had a fixed cost of uh, 2500 plus GST per month for training fees. So... What I mean is a lot of them have got 10, 20%, so, you know, and most of them pretty well off can afford it. And uh, and it's brought a lot of people together. People have never met each other before. Now they're really great mates and friends and have a lot of fun. We've got four or five ladies there and um, run by a girl called Christine. And um, they they just love it, you know, and they all come dressed up and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And even the horse doesn't win a, run a place or something, they still get excited and... Uh, and when they win, of course, it's um, you know it's a matter of who I'm going to give the the presentation to. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, you know what I mean. You've got to spread it around, and uh, we got uh, six or seven guys from Hamilton, young guys that are in, and they own uh, still own Northview Hustler, who's still going around up in Brisbane, and uh, they sent me a nice text after we won the thousand, and uh, they are still in about three or four of our horses. And I think they put about $20 a week into pool. And he's just telling me the other day they're all going to the Trotting Cup and Christchurch. And it's all coming out of the pool at the money they've won. So, well, I mean, that's that's great stuff to hear, you know. And um, they have a great time. And it's all about fun at the end of the day. A lot of people have made money. I know one couple made over 100000 out of uh, King of Swing. And what I mean is... Um, you know, Neville Malik McAllister, my mate in the thoroughbreds, he was in that as well. So I think they've come out making about a hundred grand out of it. So those are the real success stories, though. They don't come yeah. along very well. No, they don't, and King of Swing was uh, certainly one of those. He's a very brave second in the size stakes, and look what he went on to do in Australia, winning three Miracle Miles, and, and now, of course, he's uh, at stud. John, we could probably spend an hour talking about uh, some of the great times you've had in the game, but um, personally, on behalf of the industry, uh, thanks to you and Lynn for what you do. Anyone who's interested, I know it's not about publicly syndicating them, it's uh, just spreading the word of harness racing. Go to Lincoln Farms, have a look at their site. If you want to get into a partnership, why wouldn't you want to race a, a horse with this lovely couple who only want you to have a good time and, and a good experience? So congratulations on the 1,000 wins, uh, a remarkable achievement. And uh, we look forward to you uh, continuing to win races. And, uh, yeah, congratulations, John. Thanks, Greg. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. No, we appreciate you coming on. SENZ Trots Talk, John Street, John and Lynn, with win number 1,000 at Alexandra Park on Thursday night. Lincoln River trained.
by Ray Green and, uh, yeah, some of the horses they've had. And we reeled, reeled a few of them off and didn't even talk about King of Swing, who uh, they sold, and uh, what a job he did uh, for the McCarthys uh, across the Tasman. All right, we're going to take a short break here on uh, Trot's Talk with hrnz.co.nz. Uh, we are not giving away a $50 bonus bet this week, so uh, we won't have that competition, but we do have winners for you because Addington Raceway, as they do at this time of the year, are racing today, 12.45, an eight-race program. It's Tolliman Lodge Race Day. Ken Barron getting behind uh, this racing day and uh, all of the races named after connections of that Stable. All right, short break on the other side. Tim Williams, who's picked up a few drives as a result of John Dunn not being 100% health-wise. And uh, Jimmy Curtin, who's got four drives and not without a winning chance too. Stick around and you might find yourself a winner. I'm a sovereign man And I'm so brilliant. I got the south in my blood And I'm gonna be here till I'm dead well Yes, time for the Southern Man segment. Each Sunday with Trot's Talk, hrnz.co.nz, we try and find you some winners. And Tim Williams' days just got a little bit busier with uh, John Dunn on the sideline. Uh, so, Tim, you've gone from an $8.50 chance to about $3 to win the Drivers Challenge. So, um, yeah, I suppose it's a bit of a bonus for you. Yeah, hopefully uh, John's left us an early Christmas present there today, Greg, so hopefully we can uh, kick one or two home. Before we get into today, I wanted to go back to Obsession's performance last Friday night, or on Friday night. Uh, she had to be good, sitting parked, but uh, she's a quality filly and now mare. Uh, she was good, wasn't she? Yeah, really pleased with her, Greg. Obviously, it's you know, taken, the, taken the three runs this time in, but she hasn't had a lot of luck and much hasn't gone her way, so we sort of more or less took took luck out of it the other night. Obviously, racing parks, usually her usual race pattern, but uh, obviously the tempo of the race allowed us to, to get into it pretty cheaply, and uh, yeah, once I said go around the bend, she, she quickened up and you know, put them to the sword pretty easily. Two impressive horses in the last few weeks. Beach fly by a couple of times in our obsession. What's the uh, programme for them now? Yeah, look, I think you'll see Beach fly by again Friday coming, and then... Uh, he might have a little lead up. I think there's a the harness seven thousand, the forty thousand dollar race for the size under seven thousand. That'll probably be his his main target sort of early in the spring. And uh, yeah, obsession obviously probably quite lucky there. She's on the lower end of the, of the rating system at the moment, so she'll just keep poking around at Addington. Um, obviously, she's not too hard to place at the moment, and uh, you know she'll she'll just race her way into the spring. Yep, well, she's certainly done a great job. Group 1 placed, as we know, in the Oaks. Right, let's get into today. Murano in the first. Doesn't uh, win out of turn, having won just the two from 41, but gets into the perfect race, and the punters have climbed in here. 270 into 210 for Murano today, Tim. Yeah, I hope the punters are right, Greg. Obviously, uh, off the unruly over 2,000, you can't be slow, so... And the two drives that I've driven this time in, he's impressed me both times. Obviously, he did a wee bit of work last start, but, you know, wasn't beaten fast. So, small field today. There's only five on the front, and the rest of us from the unruly. So, um, yeah, like, small field suits, and provided we get a clean getaway, I think it's, um, you know, it's a race that looks within his reach. 
Yep, looks uh, a really good winning chance. Uh, she does, as does uh, Precious Bell, who uh, was a winner, of course, last week as part of the amateur drivers and got the ultimate win for uh, Barry White as well. Uh, it's a $2.10 chance too. She's a mere by Better's Delight, who's uh, always been around the money. Again, doesn't win out of turn, having won two from 23, but, gee, she gets a great chance from a handy barrier draw, 1980. There's a few ticks there, Tim. Yeah, I think the big one too, Greg, like you say, the, the draw, she uh, hasn't been blessed with great draws of late and you probably couldn't knock her last four or five runs. She, she's been very consistent and you know done a, done a good job each time she stepped out. So you know, from a handy draw again today, she's I would say she's not blessed with massive gate speed and you know, I think there is a fair bit of it outside her. But look, I think from the draw, she's going to settle somewhere pretty handy and you know the way she picked them up last week, I think um, you know, we've got plenty of options from the draw. It's too much of a stress. We're going to be nice and handy throughout, hopefully. All right, you picked up three drives. Race four, Sports Babe. Race six, Awapuni. Race seven, It's Me. It'd be unfair of me to say if you've done the form because you've only just found out. But they're $9, $10 and $16. So on a Sunday, they're probably about right. Yeah, I think each of them are good each-way chances. Obviously, um, drove Sports Babe last week. She, she was a touch unlucky, provided she gets away. Good, you know, she generally has good manners. She's... Um, you know, she's probably a strong place chance and, and what's a, an even field and, you know, the rest of them are much in the same boat. I think, Greg, they uh, take a little bit of luck in the running. They'll be, um, they'll be right there. All right. Really appreciate your uh, your time today, Tim. Um, wish you well around the Addington Raceway. Nice win there with the possession. The punters certainly uh, were happy with that on uh, Friday night and uh, good luck today. No worries. <laughs> Thanks so much, Greg. All right, that's Tim Williams, who's now got a few more drives uh, at Addington with John Dunn. Just not 100%, uh, just a little bit under the weather. So uh, Tim's uh, got the five drives and now second favourite in the Drivers' Challenge. Uh, Jim Curtin will be looking to repel him in a few races. Morning to you, Curtie. Hello, Jim. Yep, you there, Curtie? Yeah, good, Greg. How are you doing? Yeah, excellent. Thanks, mate. You got that mobile phone working. I was slightly concerned about that when I mentioned you might be coming on today, but uh, you've got that going nicely. Uh, let's whip through your drives today, Curdy. Reformed in race number two. Uh, this one is trained by Denise Otley, has barrier one over the 1980s, so that's a tick for a start. It is, yeah, definitely a tick. And from there, she should get a reasonable run, so. And she's been race, racing pretty good, so yeah, hopefully, get some money. All right, she's uh, around about a $9 chance uh, in the second on the program. Valerian Steele in race number three. Four-year-old by Rock and Roll Dance, trained by Greg and Nina Hope. You uh, drove this one last week. And whilst manners-wise they weren't quite there, there's definitely a motor there, Jim. Yeah, he actually went a very good race, really, considering a few things he did wrong. But um, yeah, hopefully he's learned a bit out of that and... And Proust, that's just that little bit more. He, he should be pretty go fairly close, you would think. He's a long-striding horse, isn't he? Uh, and he was very good from the stand last time. So drawing wide off the front row, it won't be a problem. No, I drove him at trials and he bit from wide out and he was good from there too. So touch wood, that, that works in his favour as well. And it's not a big field. No, the favourite in it now, Don Juan, who opened the same price as you, two seventy now into uh, about two dollars and ten cents. Uh, 
Eyes are cheapy, is a cheapy, whichever way you want to say it. The Philly boy Sweet Lou's doing a nice job for you and was improved last time out a couple of weeks ago. How will she go today? Yeah, she should go all right. She's um, she last start was the first time she actually missed a while, so hopefully she doesn't do that again. Um, but she had been stepping away really good, so if she does that, she's she's in with a chance. Um, she, her best form has been over. 2,000 metres low. Um, just, I think this, this sort of field probably do, is up her alley if she just doesn't get too keen and too silly. So does she need an economical trip? Is that what you're thinking over the longer distance? Well, it just depends if she gets a bit keen. Sometimes she can get a bit keen sometimes. That doesn't help her. But um, saying that, she hasn't had a heck of a lot of luck over the longer distances anyway, you know. All right, your last drive today, Moe Shard and race number seven for your old mate, Jeff Whitaker. Gee, you've had some fun over the years with him. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we're, still, we're still trying to have fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, we're getting older and slower. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, she's a nice little horse, but needs a fair bit and a favour. And the draw could actually work out good for her if, she, if she's ready to go because she... She may get, end up getting in the trial if she's lucky. If the, the number one's the hardest to beat, and if it gets out good enough, we'll hopefully a drop on his back. But we'd need a, that sort of run to be in the money, I think. Curtis, she was actually okay at the trials. You drove her behind Willison, who's been heavily backed in race number five, and she found the line okay in that trial, didn't she? Yeah, she like she zipped up quite good the last wee bit. She just knocks off a wee bit sometimes, and that's what she did in the trials. But just. Hopefully, you know, just gets to run the suit and runs on and it's improved for having the two trials now. All right. Well, we've we've backed up your stable, you and Sandy's stable. Last week, we had the man they call Chunky on the radio. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that, but he was telling everyone at Addington on Monday how well he went. And now we've had uh, you on today. So I'll, I'll be looking forward to the report from Smoko when you both get to sit down and analyse who was the best on, on the wireless. Yeah, well, the smoker would be good if we had a few sausages, I think, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I know I'll somebody might you. be able to help you with that. Yeah, <laughs> good on you, Gertie. Exactly. All right. Well, we appreciate your time this morning, mate, and we wish you well at Addington. Thanks, Greg. Good on you. That's Jim Curtin, man who's driven over 1,600 winners. Just a great bloke. One of the great characters of our sport. He and his wife, Sandy, well-liked in the Canterbury fraternity. And uh, yeah, he's not without a chance today. Valerian Steele, you would think, was uh, his best winning chance in race number three for Greg and Nina Hope. All right, time for us to take another break on Trot's Talk. On the other side, Amir got retired this week. A really quality racehorse. Her name, Folklore. And Johnny Cox was associated with her throughout her career. We get a chance to have a chat to him about folklore and what he meant to uh, him and uh, everyone associated with her. Yes, welcome back in to uh, Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. So far, we've caught up with John Street, uh, who he and his wife, uh, Lynn, got uh, to the 1,000th winner uh, across both codes, 573 in the Trots, 427 in the Thoroughbred Code. Uh, we caught up with Tim Williams, who's a bit busier today now. He's got the five drives at Addington and Jim Curtin with the four. But it's now time for us to reflect on the career of an outstanding race mare. Her name was Folklore. This was her biggest win for trainer driver Johnny Cox and it was recorded earlier in the year. 
Manhattan and All-American Lover now stride for stride. Two lengths away, Kelly's Delight under Glory's Delight. Folklore works around the outside from Better Started Evangelist. 27-9 the back straight quarter, Manhattan for home from All-American Lover. Folklore descending quickly, she gobbled them up, Folklore. Back to the inside, Kelly's Delight's running on, but Folklore has cruised clear inside the 100 metres. She's put a gap in them. Folklore and Johnny Cox races away with the Premier Mears. Won it by nearly six. They lined up for the Miners. It's a photo between All-American Lover and... Yeah, brilliant performance from Folklore in the Garrard's Premier Mears Championship. She rated uh, 154 on that occasion, and I'm pretty sure that commentary may well have rung in the ears of her trainer driver, Johnny Cox, a few times. Morning to you, Johnny. How are you, Greg? You are right? Yeah, excellent. Thanks, mate. Um, it won't get old, that uh, video or uh, race finish. Uh, it was one to behold for you and uh, the family, of course, and for their owners uh, of this mighty uh, mare, Ian and Nola Wilson. When you got to the 600 metres and you had spent no petrol, we know what she's capable of, folklore, and that was her at her best. Yeah, you know, she had the perfect run that day. And like you say, we, we did no work and... Um you know, they went hard up front and, and sort of made the race for us. But, uh, you know, you never expect to run past horses like Manhattan or American Lover. But, um, you know, they'd gone hard enough early and we sat back and done nothing. And, you know, she was full of steam at the 500. And, and uh, yeah, the audio never gets old to give her that much. No, well, only about five weeks earlier than that. They'd run 1-2 in the Queen of Hearts at Alexandra Park. What do you remember of folklore early on? Because it took her a few starts to get into the racing game. She she won her first race at about her sixth or seventh start. So what was your first impression? Um, Ian rung me and, and said he'd, he'd spotted a filly um, two-year-old two unbroken at um, Stone Park and, you know, she was up for sale and he could have a look at her and uh, went and had a look at her, and you know she definitely wasn't the prettiest horse. She was she was quite tall and lanky, and you know her knees were a little bit offset. But um, you know I, I sort of watched Turkana a bit, um, being Bruce Negan's trained horse, and you know knew what she was like. And I, I just said to Ian, like you know she's well bred, and if she doesn't make a race horse, she can um, you know she'll be a good broodmare at least. So um, yeah, early on, like I say, big, tall and lanky, and you know she tried hard and just. Just a bit weak at three. Um, she had three starts to a third, I think, and then tipped her out and you know brought her back. And you know she she was still tall and and still weak, but you know she like I say she tried hard and I think she won a couple of races that year. And then just every year she just got a little bit better and better. And I don't really think it was probably till the last to about six or eight months ago. I think she she stopped growing and and you know that was before the mares race and you know she put a super performance in that night. Yep, she certainly uh, did. She ended up winning 13 races. Of course, her mother, Turkana, was a Group 1 winner of uh, the Neverly R from memory. Um, she became more than a one-trick pony, though, because I reckon one of her career best performances, Coxie, might have been about her third-to-last start when she had to sit parked, dance till dawn in Manhattan, Kikarangi Blue. It was, a, it was a pretty handy sort of a feel, but, gee, she was brave. I, I think it was that run anyway. Yeah, it was the um, Uncut Gems race, and um, yeah, I think I sort of go back to, I think she finally stopped growing and, and um, started putting a bit of weight on, and probably more could work her a little bit harder, and um, you know, it always sort of driven her for, for one run, because she was that weak type, and um, yeah, once she strengthened up a wee bit, and I sort of more had the confidence to drive her like that, um, you know, it was probably, probably the best thing for me and her, and 
Um, she'd gone a couple of races. Uh, she won a Southern Bell Heat um, down south. When I took off at the 800, and, you know, um, and, and she kept trucking, and, and she just beat Joe's Rock. So going from that race, I think the Mears race was the week later, um, and she won that, and obviously had a good run. But, yeah, the, the Uncut Gems race was... Um, she drew wide and sort of one of those ones you go back, you're probably going to get nothing. And, you know, we sort of chanced her armour and went forward. And, you know, it was a massive run. She ran third. Like you say, it was probably her career best run. And, um, you know, that just sort of shows how hard she did try. And, she, you know, she had a huge heart. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, Ian and Noel will be uh, keen to look after her and, and select a stallion and give her every chance because uh, she certainly deserves that. It's been uh, a whirlwind last couple of years for, for you, Coxie. You became a father. Um, obviously, she's been racing well. Uh, you've got a new property. So tell me about that. How many horses uh, are you, or where, what are you doing at the moment? Who are, you, who are you driving for? That sort of stuff. What's happening in the world of Johnny Cox? Um, just... Just sort of um, been taken away at Stonewall, um, not full time yet, but um, you know, hopefully looking shortly to get more full time work out of them. Um, we're working about twelve, I suppose. Um, we're just a few mares and, and young horses. Um, you know, we're lucky enough to have a fifty-five acre property. Uh, Mum and Dad um, have put a new house on on the property as well, so lucky enough to have a babysitter and a and a full time worker um, as well. So you know, everything works out pretty well. Um, you know, like I said, we're pretty pretty lucky with the setup we've got. So, um, just ticking away quietly at the moment. Obviously, winter, but um, you know, we'll just look forward to the spring and summer and and uh, see what happens. Coxie, you got to drive today in race number one. Bonnie Bagri is her name, and um, yeah, she's she's not without a chance either. It's not an overly strong field. What what sort of chance do you give her? I see the bookies opened her up pretty short. Yeah, she's a funny wee mare. I've, I've driven her a couple of times. Um, she ran a fourth and a fifth and, and got round in one piece. And, and she had a week, couple of weeks off and um, she got things wrong last week, I think about the 900. But, you know, if she, if she does do things right, she is capable of winning today. But um, she is a sort of take on trust horse. But if, if she did bring her manners, I, I'd expect her to be right there. All right, Sam Payne Trains, uh, owned by Farrier Paul Howlett. So, uh, yeah, the connections, we wish you all the best with uh, Bonnie Bagri. But I thought it was important to reflect on this career of uh, folklore because, you know, for the punters around New Zealand, uh, if they ever backed her, they knew that uh, if she got the right sort of run, she could certainly produce uh, a scintillating finish, as we saw on a number of occasions. And the type of horse, uh, Johnny, that, you know, when, when you do finish up training and driving, you know, you, you'll have fond memories of, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. You know, she's, she's taken me sort of from one end of the country to the other, and um, you know, she's won races at Invercargill and Winton and uh, Christchurch, Cambridge, Auckland. You know, so there's a lot of people I had, you know, sort of have to thank for looking after her along the way. Uh, Maddie White, Eric Ball, um, Amber Hoffman, Brett Gray, Brent Barclay. So, you know, um, it wasn't just me. It was a, you know, it was a massive effort by a lot of people, and you know, obviously have to thank Ian and Ola for buying her in the first place. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we look forward to uh, seeing her progeny when they uh, when they come out onto the track as well. I'm picking. I know which stable they might be trained out of. Thanks so much for your time this morning, uh, Coxie. Thanks for the thrills you gave us with uh, with folklore, and uh, wish you well in your drive in the first there at Addington today. Thanks so much, Greg. Really appreciate it. All right, no problem at all. There he is, uh, Johnny Cox.
Johnny and his partner Kimberly Butt, of course, daughter Mackenzie. Um, they're ensconced in the sport of harness racing. He's a Dominion winner himself, a Group 1 winning driver, and uh, yeah, pretty good horseman. Make no bones about that. And a fairly handy football player as well. Uh, played to a decent sort of level. That is soccer for those in the old. And uh, yeah, he can drive. Make no bones about that. One Johnny Cox. All right, this is uh, SENZ Trots Talk. Go to hrnz.co.nz. Michael Guerin still away on leave. Back in a couple of weeks uh, for him. Uh, we're about to take our final break here in this hour. On the other side, we're going to catch up with a very much informed stable, the Mark Jones team, not only winning races here in New Zealand, but successful across the Tasman as well. Welcome back into uh, Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ. Uh, go to hrnz.co.nz. About to catch up with former world driving champion Mark Jones, but here's what one of his horses did on Friday night. Trot forced to go three deep, but he's starting to wind up strongly. Down on the marker line, Izmir, then on mass and tailed out. I'm a Gypsy Queen, third quarter, 28.7, top of the moment, at the top of the lane, leads the way, the margin three metres. My ultimate Eddie trying hard. Kenichurio trying to force clear. Hot to trot deeper, still with work to do. Top of the moment, top of the moment, leads the way. My ultimate Eddie, hot to trot deeper. Top of the moment, blew up, made the break. Hot to trot over the top, hot to trot takes the last hot to trot my ultimate eddie back-to-back to back wins uh, in australia one in new south wales now at albion park trained by mark jones uh, here in canterbury uh, morning to you mark yeah good morning greg good to have him uh, in the right sort of form going to the new race the great square at albion park next saturday night for hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars i know top of the moment uh, was in front but he, he probably would have got him anyway but you must be delighted the form he's in yeah we're at the way he's former the last two and, and good races and you know jack was probably kicking himself he probably drove him a bit too confident the other night and um but in saying that he still thought he was going to win it and he is pretty quick and he's strong at the line. So, um, yeah, it was a good run for him first up around Albion Park to have a look at the track and do things right and still come wide and finish off like he did. It's pretty pleasing and, yeah, we're pretty happy with him going into the big one, big one next week. Mark, was it a case of four-year-old transition year, if I don't go and try this, I'm sort of in no-man's land. That was win number eight in his career. So um, this this is going to harden him up a wee bit too. And the $150,000 carrot, and it doesn't just end next week because you've got options after that too. Yeah, I kind of like to make the most of my horses, Greg, and place them the best we can. And, you know, he's come out of that three-year-old racing and there's not a lot for him as a four-year-old in New Zealand and his best racing is from behind the mobile. And with that $150,000 race in Brisbane was the aim and, he won a $30,000 one in um, you know, Sydney before he went down, and the other night was still 15 Australian. So he's racing for very good money, and um, he can probably just race there for another 12 months to you know, get him good, consistent racing week in, week out at Menangle, and he'll probably go to Victoria for the big ones, and hopefully he'll come back here in 12 months' time and have a go at the Dominion you know, in, a, in a year or two time. But if he was in New Zealand, it's just a hard year, as you said, transition-wise. He'd have to take on the free-for-allers pretty much straight away, and he's not really ready for that, so... You know, the owner's going to be rewarded. I think we'll get a better horse in 12 months' time as well. Mark, he's got good early gate speed, but I'll tell you what, this is going to be a deep race next week. Rockin' with Attitude, who, by the way, is a three-year-old, won both the uh, Oaks and the Derby in New South Wales, so will draw barrier 
well, one or two. Uh, you've got horses like RC Phoenix, Courage Stride, who's won 11 races. Uh, winners last night, uh, Lettuce Trot and London Tour Brick, who's also a three-year-old. So it's not, not going to be any walk in the park next Saturday night. No, definitely not, Greg, and you wouldn't expect that for a $150,000 race, and it's great for the club that you know it's going to be a very good race being the first running of this. So the three-year-old's going to be very hard to beat on the markers around there, and you know, our guy is very quick off the gate, but the, the beauty about him is he is a very good sit sprinter as well. So, yeah, we, we don't want any bad luck, and it's going to be a great field, and, yeah, with the Victorians coming down, makes it even better. So, you know, that's what we're there for, to, to compete against the best, and I think it's going to be a great field, and, you know, hopefully we just have no bad luck. You might even be racing a horse that you trained yourself, Elbezia, three from three in Australia since heading over there. So uh, you'll know some of the opposition uh, there. Hey, Mark, you go to Addington today with Willison, who we haven't seen in a very long time. In fact, uh, he went round against Copy That in the three-year-old flying stakes right when COVID kicked in. So where's he been? <laughs> he's been here looking at me a, a lot of the time. He's just broken down probably about three times in his life, probably four. Might have done four tendons. So, yeah, we bought him in Australia and we looked to take him back to Australia to race. He broke down and he, he's broken down a few times since. So we're just lucky to have him back. A lot of hard work and a lot of patience. And, you know, lucky he got through his last workout on Friday good and his legs still stood up good today. So we finally get back to the races and, you know, the owners are rewarded. He has a nice horse, but it's just good to have him back. Mark, he's trialled, and he won one of those trials, albeit it wasn't uh, an overly strong trial. Um, how do you think he is going to, to today, and can he win? Um, I think he can win. Like He's, he's going to be well, well short just with his legs. We do a lot of long stuff and not very you know, fast work. And his last trial was good, but it wasn't a great bunch. And He has come on since then, and 15 metres is always hard from a stand. He's got to go away as well, but he's pretty sensible, and you know, provided he comes back in one piece, I'd be happy. But in saying that, I think he's on ability is good enough to win it. But as we know, what he'll do, we definitely improve. All right. Lizzie Richter was another winner for you on Friday night. Bella Button didn't win. She was fourth, but she's won seven times since March. And uh, you flipped me a message before to say that she's been sold. This has been a remarkable three or four months for her and your stable because she's owned by those who work there. Yeah, the staff have got to share her. We only we had paid, paid about $4,000 for her, I think, and she's she's won over 60 in, in a short term and won a lot of races. So um, she's been a great asset to the stable, a bit of alternative training, but it seems to work. And, you know, unfortunately, we've got to sell her to, to America, but we've got to run a business as well, Greg, and pay the bills. So um, she's been very good to the bank balance. Yep, she certainly uh, has, and she's uh, she's the winningest horse in New Zealand thus far this season, so that's a, a feat that she'll hold on to at the moment until uh, maybe a superstar comes through. Hey, Mark, uh, good luck with Willison today. It'd be good to see him back on track and to the connections of the horse. Uh, looking forward to seeing Hot to Trot strut his stuff uh, across there in Australia next week in the Great Square. Just quickly on La Rosa, where's she at? Uh, yeah, she just missed the Brisbane Carnival with a foot infection, so she'll probably be at Menangle in a couple of weeks' time, and unfortunately not to be in Queensland, but um, yeah, we can't do much about that, so she'll she'll just race through the grades in Sydney for the next few months, and she should do a pretty good job for the stable as well. All right, really appreciate your time. Good luck today. Thanks, Rick. Cheers.
All right, that's Mark Jones uh, from his Burnham base and Willison in today. Big short and a 3.30 into $2.20. That's been Trot's Talk for this Sunday. Uh, I get a couple of weeks reprieve, although I'll probably give you a report next week uh, from the Constellations Carnival. Big thank you to uh, all of our guests today. John Street, of course, Tim Williams, Jim Curtin, Johnny Cox on his mighty fine mayor folklore and Mark Jones. Enjoy your Sunday.